0: Welcome to Sweet Kicks with Bricks, the show which helps you decide if a game is worth spending your hard-earned money on, or a try before you buy. Now here's your host, Barry Ricks! Hey guys! Welcome to Sweet Kicks with Bricks, I am your host, Barry Ricks, and today's Kickstarter highlight is By Order of the Queen, and I have the mastermind behind the game, I have David with me, how's it going, David? Good, man. Sweet. Tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and about uh, Junk Spirit Games.
1: Well, I'm I'm I always just tell people that I'm just merely a father, right? I'm a dad, and um and I've been gaming since I was uh, 10 years old, but I'm quite older now, and uh, you know I just kind of have enjoyed gaming, and then once I started uh, started a family, it's been fun just kind of introducing uh, that love of gaming to my children, and uh, my daughters are are getting up in age now, but it, it it's a lot of fun just kind of introducing new concepts and new game mechanics with them, and so um, I'm just kind of a uh, a full, uh, a full gamer through and through.
0: Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. You know, I, I, you know, I have my kids as well, and it's they're getting older. My oldest is nine now; will be ten this year, and so, uh, awesome, we're getting him and our, you know, our seven-year-old involved in more, you know, exposing them to these new games. So it's not just a you know, Candyland all the time or something like absolutely. that. Absolutely. So and yeah. and even even uh you know, simple games like, you know, people always refer to Candyland, but there's, you know, games out there that are simple for younger group you know, that group age that yep. are that are different that people have never seen and we've been able to get a few of those and it's it's been fun to be able to yeah, involve the kids more in uh playing games with us. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely awesome well uh, we for those of you that are listening uh, and maybe you're newer listeners we've actually had David on the show before with his uh, last successful Kickstarter for uh, junk King which was yeah. an awesome game loved that reviewed that it was it was fantastic it's still one of our our games that we like to to pull out to introduce to new people uh, we just love the whole all the pop culture references with the all totally. the, the characters and it's just it's lots of fun. And uh, so yeah, and now you're you're it- venturing into Kickstarter again uh, with "By Order of the Queen." So tell us a little bit about what it is and what people can expect from it.
1: Yeah, so we wanted to make, um, you know, Junking was just kind of our first attempt at making a game. We wanted to see what it was to self-publish and see the pains of, um, you know, of of all that, you know, self-publishing. What a, and what a Kickstarter
0: advantage. was all about.
1: Exactly, yeah. And so I purposely made a small game um, just to kind of see what was happening. And, you know, that game had a $25 price point. It was, uh, you know, about 150 cards, but we made sure to increase the quality as high as we could. And the end product is really awesome. So with the second game, you know, and, of course, we're working on other. games. Games as well, um, I, we kind of brought this one forward. Um, this was going to be our fourth or fifth game we were making, um, but we just kind of felt that that the storyline idea was something we wanted to bring forward. So what we're what we're having what we have now with Buyer, Buyer the Queen is a two to four player cooperative game uh, that is kind of like in the same uh, genre of kind of epic, you know, cooperative game where the world falls apart around you, kind of like Pandemic or Dead of Winter. Um, or um, you know, Elder Core, Arkham Horror, those style of games. Yeah, um, but we did this very large. Um, uh, what do you call it? Like you know, story driven.
0: You know, it's like, a game. It's almost like a campaign mode for a board games. Exactly. Yeah,
1: exactly. And the kind of way I, I said it initially is it's kind of like having like a full role playing game campaign in one setting. So you kind of have like, you know, if you imagine you take your characters out and you go do stuff and then, you know, after, you know, four or five months of playing some D&D game, uh, you've got your campaign finished. Well, you know, this is kind of like all that campaign is in one setting by giving you just the highlights. So each one of the little cards that you're reading are kind of like... um just really quick storyboarded um, sections of the, the campaign. And so they kind of read together like that. So it's it's in that way, it's a lot like Tales of Arabian Nights as well. Um, but what we did is we took that, that genre, that epic um, game, you know, the co- epic cooperative game where the world falls apart genre, um, and we removed movement out of the system where you don't have to move your characters around the board. And by doing that, it takes that four-hour game right. <laughs> and drops it to about two hours. So, That's nice. <laughs> yeah, so we, yeah, so we got like a ninety to one hundred twenty minute game, um, and then of course we put a huge. I mean, we put like a you know a, uh, f- a full family friendly role playing game skin over the top of it. So um, we wanted to make it a way that people can kind of use it as a game that you would play with um, with non you know hardcore gamers as a way to introduce them into you know the idea of just kind of you know storytelling and and worlds that are are imaginative in that kind of way so um obviously um you know it it has a a big kid slant to it as well you know you can play with your kids um but again i think the big focus for us is is, as far as our games are going uh, you know are going to be created is is to kind of bridge that gap for non-gamers as well because there's a lot of people that are just just getting into gaming, they have no idea, right? And then, and then they, you know, they're able to play games like, you know, like Carcassonne or, um, you know, that they'll stand by. So there's a Katana, whatnot, and then they don't really know where to go from there.
0: You know what right. I mean? Right. No, it's, so, it's very, it's very true because, like, I what I tell people that, you know, that they're like, oh, you play lots of board games, and you know, what do you play like Monopoly and stuff? Like, no, 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 no. Okay, yeah. I, this is how I explain it to them. Like, okay. That's the old era of board games. The new era of board games, like this era's Monopoly is Settlers of Catan. Like, like <laughs> yeah, dude. everyone knows what that is and everyone plays it. That's this era of Monopoly. But it's just like, but there's so much more now. And and Kickstarter, I, I am a full believer, has a, a big contributing factor to that because I know there's so many games out there Absolutely. that wouldn't have been able to be produced or brought to us if it wasn't for Kickstarter. I mean, y- you ventured into Kickstarter with Jun King and who knows? Maybe that... Couldn't have happened if the people didn't see it, and they're like, "That looks amazing! I want to buy that." Let's get this, you know, let's make it happen. And so we see a lot of games out there nowadays that are that we would wouldn't see in the past. And so it's been a a a phenomenal thing for the board game industry with all this crowdfunding.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, it's been. I I would definitely say I I agree with you that. that it, you know, that we wouldn't be doing anything if it wasn't for Kickstarter. You know, up until the time that I was like, hey, you know, what about, what about we just drop this thing on Kickstarter? You know, I had worked on many different little dinky games and tried to pitch them around, and nobody wants to talk to you. You know, and right. so uh, by doing it this way, we can just go straight to the consumer and say, hey, here's a hole that I think that we're filling inside of this industry, and if you agree with me, let's do this together. You know, and so it makes, it makes it uh, really strong. It makes it really easy to make strong connections to the end consumer that way, which you know we've seen as we go from convention to convention as well. We just get this really good feedback, where people are like, "You are definitely filling a hole in the industry with these like family-friendly but strategically complex games." Yeah, they're doing exactly what they're supposed to do, which is you know um, just make these kind of like um, easy games that uh, you know that have a really small um, you know what do you call it like uh, they have a small footprint as far as the mechanics. Right. complexity yes but then once you play them you realize okay there's there's a layer of strategy here that once you play a little bit you're like oh I'm, I'm seeing some cool things i'm making cool connections and now i'm like now i'm playing this really cool competitive um you know game or even competing with yourself to try to be better than you were last time right and Definitely. so
0: well and that's so like, and that's like what you were commenting on like a lot of game i've seen a lot of games come out now where it's kind of like this this is a family game but it's a family game that the kids enjoy and the adults enjoy because the adults find that extra complexity into it, maybe add a little more strategy, and then sometimes find it even you know enjoyable to play with other adults. So it's like this is good for adults and for kids because kids can get the simple aspect of it and enjoy it, but then the adults can dive in just a little bit more and enjoy extra aspects of the game. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, for me, I remember when I was I was kind of getting into poker during the
1: whole poker craze from like well, ten years ago. Right. Um, I remember a lot of. Um you know uh poker greats talking about how when they were kids they would you know they were like 9 or 10 years old and they would come downstairs and their dad or mom were playing poker with a bunch of people and then they would get to sit at the table for a second and that was like a huge deal for them and so i you know i want to kind of make games where you know if you do have kids they're going to see you playing that exact game with you know your adult friends and they're all having a great time and then then they can join and there's no you don't have to change the game. You know what I mean? You don't have to you don't have to dump down the game at all because the game is simple enough that everybody's having a great time no matter what. And then you've got your ten year old, you know, coming in or whatever, and it works out great. And that's that kind of lends itself to the whole um thing as well where you like you know it's it's thanksgiving and someone's point out some kind of board game and you've got you know some aunt or uncle that has no idea about anything about board games <laughs> right <laughs> and you can you can simply say hey all you got to do on your turn is these three things and uh you know and you can go and um you know I, my go to for that is like dominion like right. dominion's my it's my a, like
0: that is a you know yeah and that's a simple you know you know deck building game it's like all yep. you need to do is take a card and yeah. and that's all you need to do yeah. So anyone could do that.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And it, so you can kind of introduce – it's cool to introduce those new kind of concepts to people, especially when, you know, you can kind of see it in their face when they're like, oh, I don't know if I'm really interested. And then like halfway through the game, they they get this look like – you know, they start – they kind of stop talking because they're like, I don't want to reveal my awesome strategy I just figured out and I'm going <laughs> ruin, to ruin you all, you know. Right. So it's it's fun. <laughs>
0: So tell us a little bit more more about uh By Order of the Queen. So we we have the the concept of what it is. How does the game play?
1: Yeah, so w- one of the things that we wanted to do was we wanted to make it feel um like you were participating in this kind of worldwide or I guess you know the world we created. Um this this kingdom-wide, this worldwide um you know problem, and so um, what has happened is the storyline of it is is that the king has gone missing in battle and didn't return from one of his battles and so now the queen is taking over, and the monsters have decided that 's the best time they think the queen is weak and they think it 's the best time to attack so they started making everything bad for the kingdom and but the queen has a plan, and um, she is enacting her plan by um, by giving the the most prestigious guilds in in the we we call it Tessendor, which is the the kingdom, uh, the kingdom of Tessendor, We give the guilds the, the all this power to be able to, um, you know, take in these heroes and send them out on the quests and her orders directly. So, and this is what's going to make it so that the the kingdom can survive. So, as an individual player, you're representing one of these guilds. All these heroes are coming from you know throughout the kingdom, and so you're basically just kind of taking them in. And then assigning them to do things. So on your turn, you just very simply uh, you you create like a four-person team out of your hand of seven heroes, and then you send that four-person team to do either um, to either conduct a quest, or um, try to complete the queen's order directly, or fight the monsters uh, that are that are in play, or if there's a nemesis, which is kind of like a a big monster that comes out um, once in a while in the game, like a boss exactly like a boss or you can fight the nemesis with those four creature, uh, four heroes and then um then you'll you'll do that action um you know sometimes reading storylines, lines sometimes just straight r- rolling some dice and see what happens um and then those four heroes will go back to the, essentially like the tavern and then they'll the tavern is kind of like the hero discard pile right and um once the discard pile empties or you know once the regular draw pile empties out that discard pile will then get shuffled so it's kind of like there's uh And then, you know, and you'll drop in that again. So it's kind of like there's a rotation of heroes. So you – so the objective is to try to complete three queen's orders before one of three things happens, which is the the villagers are killed by – by monsters, uh, which would mean, you know, obviously the, the kingdom runs out of uh, citizens. Right. Uh, so you lose the game. Uh, you could also lose the game by running out of um, confidence with the other regions. Uh, so the other regions lose confidence in the queen, and therefore you then lose because you don't have any allies. That's right. Um, Abandon you. Exactly, they've abandoned you, and um, and then also you just straight run out of heroes. So if heroes uh, get into too much trouble, and then they end up getting retired, is what we call it. We don't really call it killed, <laughs> not for not for family friendly reasons, right, but right. mostly be- mostly because um, so many different ways that uh, that a hero would stop being a adventurer and a hero that we just decided to go with retired um, uh, instead of. Being killed because most of the storyline things that happen to heroes uh, is not them being killed, they're mostly being discouraged. Yeah. Or, or, um, or they're just, you know, their morale is just breaking. So so we want to do that so if you run out of heroes if you go to draw a hero from the draw deck and there are no cards in the draw deck or the discard pile to make the new draw deck then you could additionally lose so one of those three things usually happens after about uh 10 to 12 turns so you need to kind of work together um with the the other players to kind of uh keep everything at bay and keep everything you know kind of like all the fires that come up so to speak um you're kind of putting out fires here and there and then um and then, meanwhile, someone's trying to complete the queen's Order so that uh, so that you can win.
0: Definitely. Well, it sounds like a blast to me. I mean, it looks it looks great too. Uh, I mean, that was one of the comments that I just you know pulled it up and showed my wife before I kicked her out of the room so we could record. Was uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, look, this is you know, the other game I'm I'm talking to David about, and and she's like, she's like, oh, I just love the the art and the look of it. Uh, is this the same guy that did a uh, Jun King as well?
1: Yeah, Justin Hillgrove is an amazing artist. Um, you know, he he runs his own thing. He's been doing it for uh, 11 or 12 years now with imsonmonsters.com, which is you know his site, and he. Um, you know, he's just, somebody I just happened to know since high school and we've just kind of seen each other at, at mutual friend parties. And then, you know, about a year and a half ago I said, Hey, what, if, you know, what if we took your, your whimsical art that's very approachable and very family friendly and we put it together with some cool board games and, um, and we can make this happen. And he's of course a gamer as well. So he's very excited to be working yeah, on this project Yeah, he was all also. over that.
0: Well, and, and I look at it, I'm like, I could definitely see this just being, you know, like a, like a a weekly web, web comic that i would pull up and be like i want to see the you know you know the yeah. the adventures that these heroes go on and stuff like that it's very it's very pleasing and you know to the eye and looks very good so we know that uh as of today when we're recording you guys still have like 23 days left to go on the campaign it's set to yeah. end on March 2nd but you guys are already well past your funding goal so congratulations yeah,
1: thanks. Yeah, we're double funded, which is uh, you know, a big a big thing for us. Obviously, was um was being funded. We were funded fully almost within um a day. It was a little bit over 24 hours, which is awesome still. I mean, we um we have a very normal goal. We're very honest with our customers about what things cost and uh, you know, there wasn't a you know, there wasn't anything hidden or anything like that. And right. we tried to make sure that we would um we would give a good deal for shipping. So we're kind of eating a little bit of the shipping costs. We're eating about $10 per um, copy. Um, and then we also drop the price about $11 as well. So we're kind of making sure that we, um, that we're kind of rewarding our fans. Um, Kickstarter is a great tool for marketing and whatnot, but Justin does have a huge fan base and he always um, wants to make sure that, um, you know, that he kind of gives gifts to his fans every once in a while, because he, he always, you know, him and I both kind of say we live an enchanted life because we have, you know, we're able to create this kind of like level of art and people appreciate it and they have a good time. And then, you know, we see him. So, and we see him and they, you know, they're like, Hey, you know, and so it's kind of fun being that person and everything. So we wanted to make sure to give a great deal. And I think that, um, that everybody's response from this by double funding within the first week, um,
0: you know, it's kind of in, indicative of the fact that, you know, we kind of did the right thing there. Definitely. Um, well, and it's a, probably a lot of people that are, you know, uh, backing from, from junking and they, they see the, the great game that, that was and then they yeah. see the same art style in this and they're like, I want to get a piece of that as well. So. yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. One of the funny things we
1: did too is we um you know, I talked with a with a person that is in Australia that, you know, a, a guy that works with a game company in Australia. Um, and he really helped me out and uh, to understand exactly how to get fulfillment happening in there. And so if you look at the the campaign, you'll note that our price for shipping to US and Canada is the same price to ship to Australia and New Zealand. Right. Which is interesting because you know, most campaigns are not able to do that. In fact, I think this is kind of a new thing. I think we're going to start seeing it amongst most Kickstarter games right. um, now, which is awesome. And so we've been we've been seeing a lot of Australian and New Zealand uh, backers as well saying, hey, you know, this looks amazing. Uh, your game looks awesome. And I kind of want to back it just to make sure that more people know, hey, this is how you do a Kickstarter, you know. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> no, it's
0: really cool. And uh, and I noticed that one of the things that you were, you're mentioning uh, that, you know, you like to I- include things for uh, – uh, their, your followers and stuff like that and a- already you have like a little uh expansion for for it called implants which is cool because that's what junking is set is set at the implants and so yeah. you have those characters going to be kind of crossovering into uh by order of the queen so i thought that was really cool
1: yeah we're just making a really simple um tuck box sized expansion that's going to have um a bunch of uh, you know the the characters you see there, plus we 're going to add some um, some other elements into that expansion, but one of the big things that we 're doing in the expansion, which is neat um, we kind of didn 't really see it as as strong as a marketing kind of opportunity than we did after we kind of presented it right. which is that we 're doing a thing where we 're adding variable um, or configurable uh difficulty into okay. the game. So the game itself, you, the win rate is probably around like 75 to 80%. Initially, I had it at like 60%, and I was all happy with myself because I was like, I'm making a hard game. Right. And then I would... I'd bring it to uh, to events and people were like, this game's too hard. I don't want to like, play this a- game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I was like, oh that's just not really that's not really right. And you know, we started looking at the numbers of other popular games. You know, pandemic has around about like an eighty-five percent win rate. Um and so we started looking at other popular games like that and realized, okay, maybe we're being too rough, right? Right. So what we did is we, we ratcheted back the difficulty, um, you know, did a lot of work on that, which is the reason why I mean we were gonna launch this game last April, you know, which is you know and so the reason why is because we've been, you know, tweaking everything and making everything yeah. correct. For, for a good time. Make it, right? make it even better. Exactly. So, so what we're doing with this um, expansion is uh, we're doing the crossover stuff. We're, we're bringing in the Implant stuff and so you'll see some characters if you are a fan of Justin's um, Justin Hillgrove's uh, Implant's world then you're going to see some characters in there and that's awesome but we're also throwing in the expansion some, some stuff um, that's going to be for the backers um, well it'll be free to the backers essentially. Um, we'll, we'll sell it separately later where you can actually change the, the difficulty of the game by adding more difficult elements and, you know as you want.
0: That's cool. I mean, I think that's really great, because a lot of people are going to want to, you know, at least, you know, you have those people that let's take video games, for example, you have, you know, easy, normal and hard. And sometimes exactly. people want to try go for the hard version right away. So and then and then dial it back. So I think that's cool. I mean, having that element in a board game is is unique. Uh I mean, you don't see many games that that have that type of element. So like you said, you didn't really see it as a marketing thing, but then you're like, "Oh wait, people are really yeah, people want that they're interested in that because i could yeah. I could dial it down so I could play with like my you know new people or younger audience, but then dial it up when I get my more hardcore gaming friends over and uh and do that so that's really cool i think i I think that's a great idea so yeah. Uh so we know that the game is being is it's, it's going to happen you guys are like you said double funded and the campaign ends on March 2nd so when do you what's the tentative and we always say tentative people cuz you never know, <laughs> so, you know so things could happen uh nope. timeline to have this to the backers
1: well, you know, we've actually, since we've been working the game for so long, like, nearly everything is complete as far as, you know, we, we actually are currently dropping the, um, you know, the finished production files of certain card sets from the game. Like, we we just dropped the, uh, I think we just finished the heroes definitively. Like, they're done with names, titles, everything, you know, all the art, everything. We just dropped the, the hero files into the into the manufacturer's, you know, shared Dropbox yesterday. Right. And so we've got the, you know, we've got probably about a third Uh, of the game kind of at that level and um, our graphic designer is still closing that stuff out and we'll probably be really, I mean, I really think we'll be finished with the whole game by the time that the campaign ends. Like, you know, I think everything will be in hand if not at that time, which is like March 2nd, Right. um, definitely probably by mid March. And um, which means we will probably have the game in hand. Um, you know, I think we said something like, I don't even know what we put on the Kickstarter, what we got here. Uh, We said, uh, October 2017, um, but our aim is to try to get it so that we have it in hand at GenCon. At GenCon, yeah, that's. Yeah, not, I was exactly. just about to ask you. I'm like, are, do you have plans on going to GenCon with the game? <laughs> Yeah. So last year we did Gen Con. We actually, um, we paid way more than we should have um, (laughs) for, well, we had a double booth and, you know, I kind of kicked it to Justin. I said, hey, do you want to do like a double booth thing where, you know, we're being offered this double booth. um, We got to pay full price for it. But, uh, you know, I don't have enough to put into a 20 by 10 space. But if you brought your art along too, we could do like a hybrid thing. And we, the reception we got from that was huge. That's awesome. we sold tons of junking, um, which was awesome, and we sold tons of his art. We we more than, I mean, we didn't, it uh, wasn't quite the money sink that we thought it was, and it worked out really great. So we're definitely, definitely going to Gen Con again, just, you know, meeting people and hearing their stories about what they think is great in games, and then, you yeah. know, occasionally um, someone will either buy the game and play it right away and come back and tell us or they have already owned one of our games and they come back and tell us you know it's 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 such a great experience i I wouldn't want to give that up so i think we're gonna be going to gen con forever at this point that's awesome
0: i i you know i hope i can get there one day i have not been able to attend a gen con yet (laughs) oh yeah i mean you know where do you live uh in new mexico so oh yeah yeah. it's on you know it's like 20 plus hours away or whatever. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's each, each area has their own kind of local thing and we do the local stuff too. We're yeah. up in here in Seattle and, and so we'll do, you know, there's probably five or six, you know, strong conventions in the Seattle area as well that we'll hit. And, um, and so, yeah, we're looking forward to that and we're doing the, you know, they they just announced that PAX unplugged in Philadelphia, which I'm super looking forward to. It's right. supposed to be November. So we'll be going to that as well. Cool. Um, yeah, it's good.
0: That's awesome. Well, David, I mean, every the, the game looks great. Everything you know, you're, you're super busy with, you know, the success that you're having, and that's awesome. So, congratulations once again on, uh, yeah. you know, being funded. And I, you know, I know this game is going to be great. Like I said, I'm a, a fan of Junking already, and I think you guys make great games. And the artwork's good, and it's very fun. And so, I'm excited. And uh, congratulations. Yeah, thanks, man. Why don't you tell the listeners where they can find more about uh, Junk Spirit Games and about By Order of the Queen?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, By Order of the Queen is just on um, Kickstarter right now. It'll be until March 2nd, 8 o'clock, actually. And so if you just search for By Order of the Queen um, up on there, or you know, sometimes it just shows up on the popularity list um, under games. But uh, for information about um, Junk Spirit Games. We obviously are there on uh, Facebook with our own little Facebook page Junk Spirit Games and then we also have a website which is just JunkSpiritGames.com where I um, kind of do a little bit of reviews as well and do sometimes I'll, uh, I'll talk about my history in gaming along with some blog entries about where we are on um, the different games we're working on.
0: Definitely. And we'll have links uh, for that in the show notes for you guys so easy access to be able to just click and like their page and uh, go to their website. And so David, thank you once again for coming on the show. And we'd also like to thank Dan Patrice. He's Dan, the board game man. You can find him at thegeekallstars.com. He created our intro and outro. And this is Barry Ricks reminding you to back your projects wisely. Thanks for listening to Sweet Kicks with Bricks. If you'd like to mail the show, send any questions, comments, or interview requests to sweetkickswithbricks at gmail.com. Sweet Kicks with Bricks is a Closet Geek Studios production. For more information on the Closet Geek, please head to closetgeek.net.